in this podcast used to talk about hookers. Indeed. I remember that as well. Speaking of hookers. You timed that perfectly, man. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Cool. Like you set yourself up on the intro. I don't know how that was. I, was a self setup, but okay. Well, I mean, it's just normally I'm the one who's baiting you into something as we're about to go live, but no, you did it yourself. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome to uh, Two Fools Rushing Into Episode Six Hundred. I am uh, Jeff Bookman. I am a really fucking old man. I raise you, old man. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sad I don't own Black Panther. <laughs> he's a Shang-Chi magnet. No, he's not. Why isn't he? You don't play him in a, in a lane where he can get Shang-Chi'd. Well, that'd be nice if you had that luxury. I do. A lot. Right. You run an armor? I don't generally play armor on the Shang-Chi lane. Well, at least I knew who Arnim Zola was. Okay. Um, Arnim Zola is a, is a Hydra thing, right? He was Red Skull's science dude in the first Avenger. Okay. In the comics. In the comics, it's the same thing. Right. So he's a Hydra thing. Yeah. Okay. So Hydra is most notably a villain of who or This is, a, this what? is going to be a Captain America dig. No. It will, not a dig. Not a dig. But Look at him walk back that it's going to be about Captain America still. It is still hold about on. Captain America. Well, hold, okay, now what, what was your question? Ask your question again. Hydra is a villain of who and or what? Democracy. There you, ask. there you go. There you go. In the comics, Hydra is a most often a Avengers. It, appear, it appeared America. mostly in Captain America, yes. Captain America or Avengers. I, when I say I don't like Captain America, it's not just, oh, I don't like MCU Captain America. I don't like Captain America. I hated Captain America in the comics. Never, I mean, I hated that character. He was the, he was the Marvel Superman. Sort of. Goody two shoes, whatever. Yeah. MCU actually made him a soldier. I mean, I guess. Go go back and rewatch things. Uh, I was reading something that pointed out uh, quite a bit. Uh, he was he was arguably unfrozen, and then just immediately thrust into, "Hey, you've been frozen for sixty years. Obviously, everyone you know is dead. Hey, we need you to go to work." But he's given yeah. like he's given no time to process that uh, at all. Yeah, 
and yeah, he's being part of the greatest generation, he does. I'm just saying there's more there. There's more there. There's more going on. Uh, and there are layers. Yes, he is Shrek. Does that make Falcon his donkey? Probably. Is Winter Soldier the, is Winter Soldier the dragon? I'm just trying to put this all together. Uh, you know, Widow is Fiona. Was a love story. In this fucked up analogy that you're building, yeah, I guess uh, Bucky is the dragon. My name is Bucky, and so yeah, okay. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah. So I watched a lot of things again, but there's one thing that I watched today that I I wanted to know just really quickly if you guys have ever heard of, read about, are familiar with quantum foam as a theory. The quantum foam? foam? Foam, yes. I mean, I feel like they slap quantum onto a lot of shit, so I've not heard of this directly, but go on. Okay, so it's the, the theory that our universe is a bubble. And there are other universes also in their own little bubbles arranged outside of our universe. Hence your foam. Yes. We're just one bubble in a sea of foam. Yes. So. Theories as sound as any other. Well, they think that this theory is testable and provable more so than other universal theories. What happens when you pierce the bubble? Well, they don't know. Well, let's not but, do it. But <laughs> I mean, that's where I keep all my shit. <laughs> One of the things that they talked about was this idea that so there's this great attractor in space. It's just pulling an, an entirely an entire galaxy cluster to it. We don't know what the great attractor is. We don't know why this is happening. But part of this quantum foam theory is that maybe the great attractor is not a, a thing in our universe, but something in a neighboring bubble that has enough gravitational mass that it's interacting with our foam, our bubble. So a black hole close to the edge of our bubble. Probably. In, in someone else's bubble. Yes. That's assuming that uh, something in one bubble can affect another bubble. That is... There is that theory, that question, whatever. I mean, um, 
Did they... We could live in an entire universe that's just like <clears throat> sorority chick at a phone party. Could be. I don't know if I like that. So, so uh, oh, hold, I, I have questions. Okay. Uh, I will I will try and answer them. Okay. So, uh, well, I, I, this is something that had to have been covered in whatever the hell you watched. Uh, if if we're in this foam state, yes, much like actual soap bubbles, yes, can the different bubbles merge? Yes. What happens? Big they bang. That that is a theory. I like how the ideas are so huge and like almost untestable that literally anything is possible. So one of the things that they want to test, uh, clearly this test would not be concluded in even our children's lifetimes, but it could be possible uh, with the invention of these smaller satellites uh that and now with our more refined nuclear power we could slingshot a satellite so that it is traveling like three times the speed of what the voyager satellites are traveling are you talking about those those centrifugal force rockets uh sort of they would probably uh set it on a course towards jupiter and have it uh, do a series of spins around the moons of Jupiter before slingshotting in and like zipping around Jupiter to then uh, impart enough speed on it to uh, slingshot it out from there. Okay. Uh, would it drop? Would it drop like baby satellites on the way? Several, yes. The the baby satellites would actually well, as long as we litter, I'm okay with it. The baby satellites would relay. actually be what uh, end up going the furthest as, as it goes along, um, and that would cause a daisy chain of information back to us, right? And they would get it far enough, fast enough that they would be outside the goal isn't to like get to another galaxy the goal is to get into the the cosmic nothingness outside of our galaxy between milky way and and, and andromeda yeah so that they could then start pointing at uh the great attractor to start getting information I feel like they used this theory on Doctor Who. It's entirely possible. In its most recent season, there was this weird yeah. multiversal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of, like, I, I was able to follow the basic premise. I was able to understand the high points. Um, but I am not going to say that, you know, when they started doing like talks of calculations and space time and, you know, how fast would this have to be going to get to a position where it had at least exited our solar system so that it could even start, you know, collecting data 
and you know like it went deep uh i like i i kind of glossed over some of that because i i just i don't understand that but it was it was a fantastic uh a listen while i pounded my head against work today So, yeah, yeah, That's it's all, <clears throat> it's all the, uh, can you just accept that things can be that big? That is the, the, the hard part. And I think that's, um, I think size has no meaning when it comes to, yeah. I think that's one of the the problems that a lot of religions have tried to address slash fill in. If you're able to shift the infinite to an afterlife and you're just focused on a finite existence, uh, it, it makes you as a entity more uh, important. Because, you know, otherwise, you're a dot. You're, you're a microscopic dot mm -hmm. on a microscopic dot in a sea of billions of microscopic dots on a microscopic dot in a sea of trillions of microscopic dots. So we are a big well, fucking well, deal then. Relatively speaking. Yes, relatively speaking. Yes, we, I mean, we when are. When you say microscopic, you're talking the size of the Earth. No, I, I, that was the second microscopic dot that I talked about. We're the first dot, then the Earth. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, yeah. Then the galaxy, then the galaxy cluster, then the universe. The thing that creationists religious people make the argument it can't be a coincidence that this planet is just the right distance from the sun to provide us the perfect place to live and that is a very arrogant stance to take yeah because they assume it's all been for us when the earth would be fine with us all dead the earth would be completely <clears throat> quaint actually the without, earth would probably be better off most likely better off yeah dinosaurs kind of it isn't out, it isn't us who required the setting it's the setting that allowed us yes yeah and that whenever i hear somebody make that argument it just kind of i'm like you don't get it you're 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 small yeah yeah so 
one other thing that I watched this weekend that I want to I want to talk about before I I lose the train of thought. It's not science related. It's actually a horror movie. Um, I watched the remake of Fright Night. The it's okay. like 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got uh oh god, I can't remember his name. The boy for the boy that was in the Star Trek movies that died tragically yeah. in his driveway. Yes. Anton Yelkin. Yes. Yes. I'm 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 aware of him. I sadly didn't know his name. It also that, has Colin. Colin he, he, did, he also did that uh, Odd Thomas, which was a really great movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, Colin, it's Farrell's, Colin Farrell's The Vampire. Correct. Uh, yes. And then it's got David Tennant as the. Uh... As the magician. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not generally the type of person that thinks that remakes are great. Um, but this is definitely on the short list of films where I think uh, the remake was not an utter abomination train wreck of a movie that should have never been made. Well, I, I think the I think, qualifiers on that bar. I think it stands on its own. Uh, like the it original, does. the original was campy. And this was a much yes. more kind of serious take. But still had good quality humor in it. Good horror does. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I don't know how Athena and I got on the topic, but we started talking about Fright Night. So I started looking to see if I could watch and show her the original Fright Night. Sadly, uh, I was not paying $7 to watch it. Okay. So I saw the remake and had kind of forgotten that they had done a remake of it. And read a couple of quick reviews and they were like, this is that rare instance where the remake is not bad. And at that point, I thought, you know what? Uh, I, I think I now have to watch it so that I can come back and respond, yes, it fucking was. <laughs> you did not like it, you're saying? No, no. I Like, when I read the reviews, I was thinking, no, this is going to be terrible. I'm going to be mad. It I'm defined come back. his expectations. Yeah, it absolutely did. Uh, I don't remember... You've seen the original, correct, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. I've also seen the the sequel to the original. I have not seen the sequel to the original. You aren't missing much. So, in the at the end of the original, does he set himself on fire to kill the vampire? He, I haven't, oh man, it's been a long time since I've seen the original. Uh, right. I, I am having vague memories of a, of a, of a large stained glass window getting shattered. Right. But I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember anybody getting set on fire that wasn't right. a vampire. Right. I thought that was a genius way 
to handle the death. How do you kill a vampire? Well, you got to set it on fire. Well, but then they're not thinking straight. So how do you get close enough to kill a burning vampire? You use climbing gear to attach yourself to it while you're on fire. I thought that was great. But yeah, that uh, was a good time. Good time. It's one of Colin Farrell's earlier works, too, before he really established that he could be a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Athena, we were watching it, and Athena was like, man, I haven't seen him in anything lately. And I'm looking at his IMDb, and I'm like, yeah, he's been in stuff. Just Colin Farrell. Yeah. He's been in a bunch yeah. of weird shit. Yeah. It was all like, wow, this is like, apparently he made all the money that one would need to make to acquire generational wealth. And then just decided I'm going to go act in things I want to. And he does appear to be taking the Daniel Radcliffe approach. Yeah. Yeah. What looks fun. What looks fun? What tickles my fancy? What's well, very much the Brad Pitt slash? Yeah, you know That's true. Our, our our other discussions of these actors who don't need to work anymore, but yeah. people love them and want to see them, and it just makes for an entertaining appearance when somebody shows up like that. Speaking of that. I was going through a list of uh, interesting facts about Christmas movies since we just got out of the Christmas season. Home Alone. One of the like great R <clears throat> minor roles in that movie was John Candy. In my opinion, I loved his in character. the first in the first movie. Yes, the yeah. the poker king of whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. John Candy. It took me a second because I, uh, for some reason, I was, my mind was stuck on the Macaulay Culkin, John Candy, Uncle Buck scene. Yes, yes. Uh, John Candy agreed to be in that movie as a favor to the director and was paid $414. Like the daily rate back at the time or? No, it, it was some arbitrary number that he and the director settled on. Okay. Because there's, you know, he, it's one of those things you have to get paid. But I thought there was like a daily minimum that he would have had to get paid. And Maybe. Negotiate lower than. The daily catering bill was more than what they paid John Candy for the film. Well, it's because John Candy was on set. <laughs> wow. Nice, Dylan. Wow. That's Dylan, folks. High as well. well, that's where we lose Canada. Yeah. I mean, I figured we would have lost Canada when one of us started singing Blame Canada. Did we think we're... Blame Canada? Was Trump huh? from Canada? 
No, from South Park. I know it's from South Park, but did we sing Blame Canada? Oh, are no. We, we did are not. we gonna? Because I feel I like mean, that's a that's a copyrights thing, and Twitch is yeah, not going to be happy. Yeah. I need kind of a warning before I'm expected to sing. I mean, do you have to go, like, get your vocal cords out of a canopic jar? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, most importantly, is quantum foam the only thing we're going to talk about that we don't know about? I don't know. I mean, we can talk about other things we don't know about. Well, uh, as it happens, I saved this because I didn't want to talk about it on Monday because I thought Chad would enjoy it if he hasn't already seen it. Uh, okay. I watched a series on Netflix. It's two seasons. That's it. They're done. The second season is, uh, unless something weird happens, the end of it. So it's two seasons, eight episodes each season. It's a Japanese show, uh, Alice in Borderland. I have watched the first four episodes. I queued it up to like make sure it was on my list because people talked about it, but I didn't watch it. it. Felt like Squid Game, so I was done. My only complaint about it is that they only do emotions at like a hundred and ten percent. Well, I mean that's pretty They're standard. I, I know that's that's it. It is it's standard in in Japanese fare that you know you are going to have no doubt what emotion is being displayed on screen. Uh, but I, I watched post seasons and loved it. Uh, just the, they drop you into a world that kind of already exists. Like it, it's checking off all the boxes of stuff that we enjoy. Uh, like it's, it's, it's a world that already exists because when they get in and they start playing the games, like there are already other people who are playing the games and this has clearly been going on for a while. Gotcha. Uh, as like that doesn't become readily apparent at first, but it does by the end of the first season, by the time they make it to the beach. Um, and then like the first season beautifully sets up the second season, which goes in kind of a, like a whole different direction uh, from the first season. Um, like the, the first season, uh, the, the, the basic premise is this, uh, this kind of ne'er-do-well and his uh, ne'er-do-well lack slacker and his two friends who are also kind of losers uh, are fucking around in uh, the, the major Shibuya intersection in Tokyo. Uh, and if you've ever seen any pictures of any intersection in Tokyo, you've seen this. Yep. It's that intersection. Uh, they're fucking around and, uh, they cause a minor car accident and then there are some cops. And so they go running from the cops. They go hide in a bath, in a public bathroom, in the men's room. Uh, and then somebody comes and is just pounding on the door and then silence and the lights go out. And then now they're not where they were. They're in this other world where they now have to compete in games because they've got these sort of travel visas uh that will expire and when they expire a laser beam comes down from the heavens and kills you <laughs> period uh and and playing th- the game puts more time on it what yes so each game is given a difficulty uh from ace through 10 
because they use playing cards, which that that aspect of of how they were tracking things appealed to me as well. So it, it it's all ace through ten initially. Uh, the the numeric value is how many days you'll get added to your visa for completing for successfully completing the game. Typically, if you don't successfully complete the game, uh, it doesn't matter that your visa was going to run out of time <laughs> because you've probably been killed. Uh, and the the different suits denote sort of what type of a challenge it is. Uh, spades are typically uh, pretty grueling physical challenges. Uh, clubs are team endeavors. Um, they never really went in depth on what diamonds were. Uh, and then hearts were all about trust and betrayal. Um, and presenting themselves as one thing and then turning into something else completely different uh, as it goes on. Uh, and it's like it's super fucked up because it's all like kids games. Uh, and I have not seen Squid Game, so I, I, I would not be able to to frame of reference this with that. But uh, it's using kid kids games in just an absolutely fucked up way. Um, That's Squid Game. Um, okay. Well, I, I, <laughs> that's what made me look at this and like, ah, that didn't appeal to me. This, I don't need it case this uh but uh, one thing that i was able to really enjoy about this show is that they could introduce a character who's only going to be a part of a a game which is typically only going to be one episode in the first season second episode they've got a couple games that last more than or a second season they have a couple games that last more than one episode uh but it really works well within the narrative uh of what they have going on um and it, it like they're able to over the course of one game introduce some character that you've never met before give them enough of a backstory and enough of a motivation that you care for them by the end and regardless of which side they're on like they they build these fully fleshed characters in virtually no time at all uh the acting is uh again aside from the uh, aside from the emotion thing which i i know i I've watched samurai movies from the sixties. Like I, I get it. That's how they are. The, the emotion is always cranked up. So, you know, what's, so, you know, the emotion that the, the character is supposed to be feeling. Um, it, that is the, the only thing that has ever been a detractor for me, uh, in those instances. But, uh, I watched all of it with the boy, uh, and, uh, I got real weird in season two when it was just like, okay, I, they're not having sex, and I guess you can't see that guy's junk, but he ain't got no clothes on again. Like, there's one dude that just, like, does not have clothes on for the entire time that he is featured on the show. Hmm. And I thought, I thought for sure, and this is in season two in one of the games that goes beyond one episode. I'm like, certainly they're going to run out of ways to creatively hide this guy's dick. Nope. They just kept coming up with new ones. And it wasn't done in like a uh, like an Austin Powers comical kind of way, where it was just some new random, like it was some new random thing, but it wasn't done for the haha. It was just like the the camera would shift such, or he would walk behind someone, 
and so you only ever saw this dude's ass. Uh, and his abs. He had abs for days. It was very upsetting. So many abs. Okay. So many, so many abs. Uh, and then there was one actor uh, that was not the main character. Um, uh, he plays Chishia. Uh, which, if you're four episodes in, I'm fairly certain you've seen him. Yeah, um, yeah. White sweat, white hoodie, long white hair. Yep. Yes, I love that guy. I love like over the. He plays a much bigger role in season two, and by the end of it, I'm like looking up all the shit this guy's been in because I want to see other things this guy's been in, uh, hmm. because I really like him as an actor. Okay. Uh, but like I, I cannot recommend this enough. Like this was so kind of up our alley and uh and it ended in a way that chad would find uh pleasing i think don't tease me i'm not man like it stays i my understanding is it's fairly true to the manga it's based on hmm okay um and so it's like it's it's neat like these these people they meet up and they separate and they meet back up and they they give backstories to some of the characters and uh and the first season is all about the ace through tens of the various uh suits because no face card games have come up uh and then the second season is all about face cards and the face cards make it just an absolutely batshit experience. Okay. And the boy keeps going. He's like, okay, so who is Alice? <laughs> okay, buddy. His name is Arisu. Like the main, the main character, like it's, it's like bad English. Yes. Uh, And it's, it's by design. It, like it was developed in Japan as as a comic first, and it's like dude's name is Arisu. It's like that's ridiculous, but okay. Yep. And he's not super powered in any like he's only super powered in as much as like he spends his like his entire life is built around playing video games. Like any of the flashbacks they do to his life, it's like him in his gaming chair and somebody trying to talk to him. Uh, like if it's his family. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it, like it, it. There are uh, much like much like in in sports games, there are uh, sometimes sacrifice plays. Well, as you keep talking about him, but you don't mention his friend who he was hiding in the bathroom with, I assume that guy is short for this world. Uh, I will say that even though they are not actively in uh, most of the series, they do still keep coming up and they're, they're still featured in like flashbacks. Um, yeah, they're their deaths were uh that was challenging to 
watch. Because I'd come to care for them. I don't know. It's worth checking out, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you said you made it four episodes in. There's, I, I think there's a lot to like in it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I'm enjoying it so far. It's just one of those things. Um, <clears throat> you have I, to have I'm the energy gonna... to sit there and read that. No, well, I'm a, you can get no, it. It's, it's dubbed. It's dubbed. No, oh, it's, right. that, that was one of the things <laughs> it was. So yeah, it was, that's right. It was, it's definitely one of those shows that I have to watch on my own. That is not a show that's going to appeal to my wife and trying to carve out time to not worth wrestling the remote from her for that one. No, I mean, she, it's just not something she'd be into. And it's like trying to carve out time. If I were going to try and watch it with Kesley, that's just not going to happen. And that kid is always busy. mean that adult yes i'm sorry as of today that adult to always be your kid yeah it's just she's uh, your she'll always be your baby yep so ain't gonna be another <laughs> no mm. no definitely not especially not now so, uh, did I mention last week we bought another car? No. <laughs> so, one of Karen's friends had a Dodge Dart that they had just bought a new car and they were selling their Dodge Dart. Uh, basically, pretty carbon copy of the one we have for Darby for six grand. So we're like, sure. So yeah, oh, I, I own six cars now. I ordered the used car lot sign. It's going up in the side yard tomorrow. Why? Well, because we still have the van and we still have the adventure that Bean was driving. So we need to get rid of those. I mean, I, I'm like everyday Carvana, just, just neither of us have the patience to sit here and to just call them. They'll say what they want to give us for, and they'll come and take it away. That's all that needs to happen. And we could put that, I mean, with what we make from the van and the car, we could probably pay off the new car is there anything super wrong with your van no it's just old Wait, i mean it's a it's a 2012 oh okay yeah it's just old it's yeah. the body's fine the engine's fine i mean it there's nothing majorly wrong with it, it just has you know 100 some thousand miles and uh it's old, but we don't yeah. need a van. Both of us have these little SUVs, and 
And if we need to haul the girl's stuff back to school, we can use those. And they each well, drive too, so. I was thinking, um, I am thoroughly over my, my SUV. Okay. Uh, but I'm a little strapped for cash right now, so I'd, I'd need to get something that I could at least, you know, go to the bank and be like, hey, I want to buy this, give me money. But they won't. Yeah, Karen, Karen went to uh, uh, Tapin, Tappin? Yeah, Tappin. And uh, got the loan there. Uh, they won't finance a 2012. No. Um, but, uh, well, this is a 2014, so. No, your, your van. I know, but this car was 2014, so it's not that far off. Yeah. Um, but you have to be, you know, a member of that credit union, and you have to work in Mansfield, so I wasn't eligible. To get the loan, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's big news are well we got this car and it has the bluetooth the digital display and all, all the bells and whistles and driving from mansfield to home with it because me karen and darby all knew we were getting it elizabeth did not mm -hmm. so we much like we surprised darby with the other one we surprised bean with this but uh, on the way home, I'm like, this thing is distracting. This screen is bright. I've never never have driven it before. I'm five foot fifteen in this tiny little dart. <laughs> I can't figure out how to turn the heater off. This blasting air in my face. So I just drove home with the window down. <laughs> I'm like, I can't fucking work this thing. And I in the middle of nowhere mansfield have no idea where i'm at trying to keep up with karen who is the remember how shitty brian was follow me and he'd run through a red light yes, yes karen's worse karen's worse at least you had practice he was impossible yeah. to follow so uh you know i'm trying to keep up with her so i'm not fucking around with dials and anything but i get home like uh all i'll say because she's like do we give this to darby do we does it, do, you know is this because it's it's more car and there, it's a turbo it's got all this shit in it i'm like it's a lot of distractions for elizabeth and she's not really keen on uh distractions so we took, we gave Darby the newest one, and we gave Elizabeth the one we just got first of summer. And uh, so they both get an upgrade. Nice. But then Elizabeth drove Darby's car to work Friday. And then on the way, I'm I'm at gaming. My phone's blowing up. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Elizabeth's panicking because she can't figure out how to turn the dash lights higher so she can see her speedometer and everything. 
and she's having a meltdown because she can't figure out how to do that. And I'm like, you have a fucking phone in your hand and you have the world literally at your fingertips. Google it. There's probably an owner's manual as well. Uh, another option as well. Yes. But no, she's just help, 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 help. I'm like, I'm just looking at, I, I, I call Karen. I go, is she incapable of solving a problem on her own? So that was just annoying. Kaya is at the opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, she, I, like if there's something. She'll never wrong, know she has a problem because she's working on it herself. Pretty much. Uh, like it's like you only know that there's something up because she has the owner's manual and she's, she's like pouring through it, trying to find what she's looking for. Yeah. I mean. Oh, Chad, can you tell us how air compressors work? I nearly forgot. Not right. Yes. Not right now. Not right now. Are you sure? Yeah. What if somebody dropped you off a Snickers? Would that would that allow that to be a thing that could happen? What nope. if I really needed to blow up a basketball and the thing keeps shutting off? Nope. Should I be concerned? Nope. Are you safe? Nope. Okay. Blink twice if you're in trouble. Blink, blink. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, blank, blank. I'm being oppressed. God damn it. Uh huh. That is magnificent. So, though he can't tell the story, apparently uh, someone in his family can't doesn't understand that an air compressor, the motor on the air compressor, pumps air into the tank when it's at its capacity it stops pumping it and you're free to use the hose to connect and inflate whatever you're trying to and mm -hmm. then the engine once the compression in the tank reaches a low point the, the motor comes back on and it recompresses the air mm -hmm. yep not just one there there were multiples Multiple times it shut off or multiple Multiple tanks? people. Yes. Oh. Multiple people that could not understand that. Wow. I think this is a similar situation, isn't it? They, they had phones and virtually the entirety of all human knowledge at their fingertips. Did mm -hmm. they try just attaching it and see if air still went in the tire? No. Nope. <laughs> Why bother? It turned off. Yeah, it's obviously not working. I mean, to be fair, I had a, well, no, I think that one turned off too. I was going to say, we had a really old one in our garage that like, I felt like ran the whole time, but maybe it's because I only had it on for like 30 <clears throat> seconds at a time to pump shit up. The only one I know that never shut off was the little one I had in my car that would hook up to the car battery and right. compress air and pump up a tire. But that wasn't, that didn't have a tank. Which would be right. why it ran the whole time. Yeah. 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 No, this, this, no. did they not understand what the big thing is? Did they think that was gas? They, they, I mean, didn't know. technically it is. I mean, they, I think it's clear, Ray, they didn't. They, they, like they knew no. there was air in that tank, but they didn't know they could get to it because it wasn't making loud noises. No, they didn't know what to. that was. <laughs> well, they have one up on my family. My family would never have tried. They would have just waited for me to come home to do it. 
it sounds like what they did. True. But they did go out and there was think, an attempt. think they could do it themselves. Yes, there was an attempt. Oh, oh, you mean like they would They would have never gone out, out and turned it on. When yeah. Started it to begin with. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's not in their purview of uh yeah. uh of duties. Yeah. Duty. Duty. <laughs> So, Ray. That is me. In your working through the story of Fodder Inc. Yes. Is there, are there autobiographical beats interspersed in there? Autobiographical? Yeah. Like things I've taken from my own life? Things you've taken from your own life, uh, personality traits of people in your life. Um, the more it goes on, the more I think I am Daryl and I'm a horrible person. But aside from that, I don't know. Giving yourself a crisis on your own comic? <laughs> no, I'm just okay with inflicting pain for of the, oh. to those around me. No crisis. You're fully secure in being a terrible person. Yes. Okay. So... Another thing I watched this weekend was a movie called It Exists. Mm. I'm sorry, okay. it's just Exist. I don't okay. know. It's one, it's one of those two. It's by the same director who did The Blair Witch Project. Okay. It is I very much... I an, an announcement for it, but I don't even think I saw like a full trailer for it. Okay. Uh, it is very much the same thing as Blair Witch and that it's found footage film as a, as a genre. This one is, is about Bigfoot. Um, but I started realizing as I'm watching this film, I believe that the director, who's also the writer, is that douchebag friend who's just always recording all of his friends. It is, it, it is a wholly autobiographical through line. In He's there. just making his friends look bad. So he thinks. Okay. Are you saying that's what I'm doing? No, I was just curious if there were, I mean, that's what I'm hearing, but personally, yeah. no, no, I was curious. I'm like, wow, jeez, I'm hearing fuck you, Ray. See, and I no. heard, I heard the uh, hey, uh, I'm gonna ask Ray this question to throw off what's really going on, and I feel personally attacked now. No, no, I was just curious if you did, yeah, you do do stories based with characters' names. Oh, yeah. Wow, Chad, that was a low blow. Um, no, I'm it, sure there's, uh, I'm sure there's times where something has happened and that gave me an idea for a strip, but yeah, mostly it's just what horrible thing can I say? Okay, without being absolutely vulgar, because I, I it is other than the subject matters, it seems like it's fairly family friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I mean, they're this, not really showing a lot of gore. 
usually when you have a bunch of gore, it's like <clears throat> in shadow or, you know, I'm thinking like the barbarian one where it was. Right. This yes, past, but... this past week, not, not this current week, but this past week, uh, there was a noticeable severed head. Uh, <laughs> no, there was a noticeable continuation of increase in uh, viewership, I guess. Oh, wow. Re readership. Readership, yes. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we had another, you know, what's in the box moment. Oh, wow. Uh, With what strip? Um, the head on the, the table? No, the, the strip before that, uh, throwing, the, throwing the gnome down the hallway. Yes. Was a, a just oh a, that was the wooden yes we knew that yeah. one yes and then this week this this past week that's that's complete now uh, was still like probably top twenty in single week viewerships cool. readerships um this week uh, is so far the returns look like they're still going to be pretty good. Uh, it is, it is, you know, we did, we hit the peak and then, you know, down a little bit and we're going to be down a little bit more, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's the, the curse of the OCs. The, uh, well, the, it, it seems like those big, those big moments pick up eyes. Yep. Some of them stay. Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, I, I do not think that we'll ever uh, go back to pre uh, go find traps you sod or whatever the the line was numbers. I think this is another you know permanent uptick. But I mean, I I don't think we're gonna cross you know uh, you know the plateau where. We're now like that's going to be every week from. So we, we we've established a new normal. Yeah, yeah. It won't necessarily be as high as. Yeah, we won't necessarily be as high as we ever have been, but the new normal is up from our previous normal. Yep. I get you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I I I think the strip, least by what I hear from you and what I kind of interpret by what I hear from you is whenever I use the OC, the original characters uh, like Gop and Daryl, it's less attractive. No, no. I think that part of the the draw is less like who is in the strip and more of uh, the early eyes, you know, the normal viewers get on it and get on it quick. And, you know, the, the stragglers that come in and check it out, you know, there's, there's a good gag. There's a good payoff. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's an above, above the norm payoff. Does the, does the joke get there quick enough? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, everything works in ebbs and flows like that. I mean, we, we've had... Oh, I was never under the interpretation that 
every strip was going to be groundbreaking. I'm uh, still waiting for any strip to be groundbreaking. When you have Capandero in there, it's usually a lot more talking and a lot more words yeah. on the page versus just a lot more visuals. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, if you want a strip to be truly groundbreaking, you need to have Gop with a shovel. <laughs> True. Yes. I mean, he could have zombies coming up from the grave. I'm sorry. No, it wouldn't be Gop with a shovel. It would be Kevin. Kevin would be Gop. Gop and <laughs> Kevin would be there, but Gop would have the shovel in hand. Yeah. Kevin would be talking about something or not working. Gop would be doing all the shoveling. Yeah. Nah, to be fair, Gop would probably be digging the hole and Kevin would be shooting his bow. I don't know if we've ever seen his bow. We haven't. No. That's why it would be groundbreaking. Oh, true. Mm. Speaking of shooting his bow, mm. um, anybody see that uh, Jeremy Renner yeah. tore himself up this weekend? Yeah. Or this Monday, I guess it was? Yeah. But he was over himself with like an industrial snow mover. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I, I was reading it. It was only legal because he was on private property. Yep, probably that he was like owning and operating it. Yeah, yeah and I it was mostly to help his neighbors out. It's a shared, he was trying yeah, to get shared driveway or shared yeah, well, road. It seemed like the perfect situation. At least it wasn't someone hurt by him it, it was him hurting himself you know what i mean the perfect situation was he just cleaned the snow and went home true yeah. i mean if there had to be an accident though uh i would rather hurt myself than hurt someone else yeah right um i there's he posted a uh something uh, like, uh he's he was, like laying in a hospital bed yeah, yeah he's got a he's, black he's, eye and he he looks pretty but he's at least a, he's at least awake. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. I mean, it it's it's not it's not Damar Hamlin's situation, thank God. Which is a I mean, if his neighbor wasn't a doctor who made a tourniquet right there, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just happened to have a doctor neighbor because nobody else was getting in quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the whole reason he was out there, I think. Right. But like, no one if could he get out. Own based EMS, he would have been fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, some of that Avengers training would kick in, and he, you know, know what to do. Or just the fact that the Avengers training for the films meant that he had to be in what what is ostensibly incredible shape. <laughs> Yeah. Better than average, yeah. He's not your normal Yeah. dad bod. Yeah. I don't know if, if the non-sports fans know anything about the DeMar Hamlin injury. I feel like everyone does. Uh, I know about it. I don't know the actual uh, final verdict. I, I, I mean, cardiac he's still, arrest? Yes, yes. He is still in the hospital. He is still in very serious condition. He's still in a coma, like induced coma, but. He is at least breathing on his own now, right? Um, last I heard, no. No? Like they were hoping, as of this morning, they were hoping to get him off the ventilator at some point. Okay. 
but I had not heard an update saying that he was off the ventilator. Okay. They put him on his stomach so that it would be less pressure on his from his lungs. Right. His heart. But that was the extent of it. Because like putting him on his stomach was step one into being able to get him to breathe on his own. Right. And he was not there as of last updates I've seen. Okay. Were you watching the game? No, I was talking to Jeff. Yeah, yeah, we were here and you were talking about the alert. I literally got eight separate um, pop-ups on it. Yeah. That the game was postponed or suspended because of uh, injury on the field and then more and more updates. Yeah. Yeah, we Um, were talking and not really checking it. Yeah, it was, uh, I I was not watching the game. Um, Athena and I were chatting and Deck called me and was like, are you watching the game? And I'm like, no, I'm not watching the game. And he's like, well, there is no game. And I'm like, why? So he was telling me about it. So, you know, being the the human I am, I went looking for it and uh, that was utterly terrifying. Karen said she was trying to look for it and they were just take, uh, deleting the footage wherever it popped up. I mean, yeah, I always a still. I haven't gone looking for video because I just don't care. Um, I just, I was curious because, you know, everything I was seeing on Twitter was that it was post-play. And I'm like, okay, well, what, what happened? So I was able to, I caught a short on YouTube pretty quick. And, you know, the play happens, he tackles him. Like, it was a hard tackle, but nothing, like... In your time watching the NFL, you've seen worse hits. Yeah, you have seen worse hits where people have popped up and you're not even like, oh, they need check for a concussion. Like he also had to hit it on the exact right time in the certain rhythm of his heart to right. be able to do that. So right. it isn't like a hit itself. It was just the hit at the perfect time. Just like when people fall and hit their head, but it's just on the corner of something. Yeah, right. So it's like right. Kung Fu master level timing. Yeah. And like he gets up, he's standing there for a second, and then he literally just like falls backward. Oh, I didn't even know that he stood up. I thought he Yeah, yeah. He like he stood up, the play was over. Like people, you know, the the milling about after a play, you know, in the in the first second quarter of a game where nobody's like line of scrimmage where do i need yeah 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 and like all of a sudden he like takes a foot step backwards and is just down and it was so like before i even know knew what was you know like the first time watching the video i'm like Holy shit, I just watched this kid fucking fall over dead. Uh, technically. I, the thing that I've heard from the Thor, he was breathing, but he had no pulse. I didn't know that was possible. I've heard people like, you know, stop breathing, you know, drowning. It you may know. have been. I, I thought they came in pairs. I, I didn't know you could have, you know, you could be breathing and. Still not have the heart a limited amount of time where that can happen because technically 
your brain yeah. has enough blood. Yeah. Yeah. And the more, on. the more I heard about it, the more, honestly, the whole situation just kind of terrified me. Yeah. I mean, they lucked into it being Cincinnati and not some other podunk Jacksonville or something like they had good hospitals right there. Right. Yeah. And then and he yeah. was a, he was a bills player, right? Yeah. 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 So he's in the hospital in Cincinnati and he, you know, all his family's up in Buffalo. Well, his mom was at the game. Yeah, they. I heard they like came out of the stands and rode in the ambulance. Yes, yes. He's from like the Pittsburgh area. He's school there. Uh, His charities in Pittsburgh, which is why yeah. I didn't know if he went to school there or was from there. He is from Pennsylvania. Okay, so at least his family's not from like California traveling to. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the, I think the thing that I appreciate about, you know, now knowing that, that DeMar is okay, well, that he's not dead and that it, it looks like he's at least going to get to a point where he's going to live. Um, I appreciate the fact that so far what i've seen from all of the like fantasy sports uh system uh, like like sites and whatnot is they are they're just like yep we're waiting to see what's going to happen we're not making any snap decisions uh if if you're looking at some of the places where you pay to play they're like yeah well you know what sucks to suck but uh we're we're not we're not getting ahead of anything here. We're, we're going to care more about the, the human being than anything else. I'm sure that's, uh, just driving all the brand new gamblers in Ohio insane. It's the first yeah. Bengals game of the year that they could legally gamble on. So yeah, I feel like if you're arguing about that, you're getting no sympathy from the, yeah, yeah, you you've lost the point of the game. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, plenty of people do that, but like, it's the one time where the gambling company is like, "Yeah, we don't give a fuck about your feelings." I mean, yeah, I guess that's almost all the time it's gambling company, but right. Yeah. But in this instance, like, they could have said, you know, "Oh, we're just going to refund all the money," or "Oh, the game, you know, like you'll have to rebet or whatever." Or like, we're not saying anything yet. Um. Scott Van Pelt was talking because he does the Sports Center after Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, so he was talking that like because they didn't have doctors on to speculate about shit. He didn't want to do that. He just wanted to talk about what they actually knew. And also he was saying that uh, he could watch the feed from like on the field. Yeah. Because it was still being recorded. It just wasn't being broadcast. And he's like, yeah, you could tell it was a huge problem by the reaction of all the people that are taking care of him's faces that yeah. wasn't like a regular like oh it was a spinal cord or oh it was such and such it was like they were all scared at the same time more than normal yeah well just think of it i mean you're you're having a cardiac arrest he's got a helmet pads jersey undershirt all the tape and everything covering this guy it'd be hard enough to get in and feel for a pulse let alone do chest compressions yeah. right 
right. I mean, that just has to. I, I wonder how much of this will end up being like a failure of equipment. Like what? Cut all that wasn't, off pretty quick on the field. Well, I mean. Well, I am. A, yeah, I guess true. I don't know. Cheers and everything. So. I don't know, like, past the pads and all that, like, in youth sports, especially youth baseball, there's a big push to get young people to wear a shirt that has padding in that area. Um, Because, you know, when you're dealing with kids and pitching and whatnot, like... Throwing bullets at them, yeah. Right. Um... Deck wore one. Aiden did not. Aiden was uh, a catcher, wasn't he? Um, until he got to high school. I would say you don't catchers already have. Yeah. You know, the padding yeah. and stuff. So, but, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, do professional players wear that kind of, uh, it's not Kevlar, but it's it's another. Well, is, the quarterbacks have Kevlar that like. Just yeah. because they they, they opt things. for it in place of something else for mobility. Right. So it isn't like an addition. It's a uh, that's. Wide receivers and DBs generally do not have any of that stuff on. No, no. They got to um, be able to twist and turn and stretch and whatever. Safety, I don't. I don't think he would have had anything comparable to that. Yeah, it makes me wonder if maybe they'll look into better. Uh, in baseball, they call it a, a thin padding or a base padding. Um, maybe they'll that a look difference though. Like, was it? the impact or was it literally like his heart hitting his rib cage which wouldn't have mattered like um i mean it's it kind like of a helmet to the chest and that's what caused it like right but i mean is it, it it's possible that it you know because you're you're dampening the overall impact on the body it's it would be padded on both front and back as well correct Yes. So then yes. you'd be kind of dampening it both ways from the initial yeah. impact and then the impact with the ground. It's kind yeah. of like the, the egg drop experiment. You know, yeah, you, it's still rattling around inside that egg. Right. That's, you can't control that. So, um, I was wondering, you know, He's a professional football player. Surely he's had a physical and been cleared to play. Is this from a pre-existing heart condition that was missed? You know, who's the who's the team doctor that is going to There's plenty of time have to fall on his sword for this? They don't you know, find out about incident. like that type of stuff until they've been traded. So like yeah. sometimes not even the first time. Like they could have been on multiple teams. And oh. then five years right. into the NFL, you hear a heart murmur that wasn't there in college, that wasn't there in other stuff, like, yeah, or was faint enough that it wasn't acting up at that exact moment. You don't pick up on it, right? Like, they don't have any like on the field tracking of their vitals, do they? I don't think so. It's like soccer; they basically wear what's like a sports bra looking thing that tracks their heart rate. It tracks a bunch of other shit. So that while they're on the field, you can tell what their vitals are. 
Okay. And you know who to pull off and put in someone else? No, like, well, I guess, but... Doping? No. Somebody somebody literally had a heart attack on the field during a game a few years ago. So now they've tracked everybody, and if your heart hits a weird rhythm or something else, like, yeah, they'll sub you out. Like, they're not using it for tactical subs, but they're using it as, like, hey, your heart rate hit too high of a range. This person needs all <coughs> Um, but all of them where it tracks up. I mean, it also helps because it tracks them on the field. They can do a bunch of other stuff with the data, but um, it's mainly there to track your heart rate. and Kind of sure like a GPS type thing you're saying? Yeah, it's a GPS. It tracks your speed. It tracks um, your heart rate. So uh, that was probably a selling point for them to convince the leagues that well, they need to use it. <laughs> Look, you can use it for this. On the field after having a heart attack was kind of the catalyst. Like, it didn't happen until he was, until he had a heart attack. And then. Yeah. The well, it's usually problems bring about solutions. You don't think of right. solutions for problems you don't have. So, Which makes me wonder if they'll get something like this for the NFL to make sure nobody's. Right. I'm um, sure that won't affect ticket sales. Or ticket prices. I don't think it. No, no. They got so much money. This is. I mean, because it's player safety. I will say, I am pleasantly surprised that they they suspended the game. But they didn't want to. They were. They were going to make it back up. Yeah, there was. The players. They were right rooting through the rule books to see what the proper course of action here i don't think those players could have played no yeah. i don't either anyway but the nfl had talked to the refs to like plan for their five minute warm-up period to restart the game so it was not called right away no but i mean called when the players said we're not playing they're like fine we'll cancel it they could have said tough shit get the fuck back out there yeah but the nfl doesn't do any more image issues there's a half a billion reasons why they would have forced that game to get played. Well, I could see the NFL wanting to force it the next day, and they've waited. Yeah. Yeah, the NFL already let Tua go back out there with a concussion and let some other shit happen and have dropped the ball repeatedly this year. They can't fuck it up going into the playoffs where you might lose viewers over this. Because, like, there would be boycotts yeah. going into the playoffs if that happened. Like, if this were the second game of the year, there's plenty of time for them to BS their way through some PR and get viewership back up. But, like, they're not going to risk that going into that season when... End of the season, yeah. Only more Saints just now got gambling as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It just... When I saw the... There, there was a market report released uh, in October that the average NFL Monday night broadcast is worth half a billion dollars to the NFL. I was just fucking floored. Yeah, but at the same time, they still got their money. 
it wasn't like the game was canceled ahead of time or anything else crazy like yeah the network still paid the money to broadcast it they the advertising money was spent you know yeah right because they just put those ads on during other stuff but like network you know, those ads time. were going on during commercial breaks while that was happening yeah Yeah, that's true. I mean, the NFL didn't lose any money over this, basically is what we're saying. They're not refunding tickets. They're not refunding ad sales. They're not refunding anything else that happened. Like, they'll just say they're going to play it later. No refunds. And. We'll give you a couple days notice. Yeah, I mean, I was actually looking into trying to buy uh, tickets an for... NFL team. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I was looking at buying tickets for uh, Sunday's uh, Bengals Ravens game, but I'm gonna pass. It, and not because of this. Like this. Don't don't misunderstand that I would I would not buy tickets because of this, but. Um, that this game is now in the flex spot, so it's like okay, I would have to drive, you know, three hours to get to Cincinnati. Well, if the game's at one o'clock, that's not a big deal. You know, games games at one. You know, I I leave early enough in the morning. I can get down there. I can get parking. I can get into the stands. You know, watch the game. Games over four thirty at the latest. Uh, get through, you know, get out of the parking lot, get on the road, get out of traffic. I can be home by like 8, 8, 8.30, go to work and be fine. But if they flex the game to 4 o'clock, now we're, you know, game's over at 7.30, 8 o'clock, and I got to do all that, and I get home around 1, and then I have to turn around and... uh, go to work the next day. Uh, just, I decided against it, even though I I really want to see the game in person. But, oh, wow. So I think cardiac arrest uh, counts as something we don't know about. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're either going to really love or really hate the movie White Noise, Chad. I watched a preview for it, was utterly confused by what is supposed to be going on. Uh-huh. I read a synopsis online. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be just some family dealing with normal everyday bullshit. I can't get 20 minutes into it. Not really. I don't know. Um, It is like batshit at best. It was based off of a book from apparently 1985. So it's not like an original idea or anything here. Like, okay. It's based off of a book. But it very much looks like an absurdist movie about COVID, which is kind of why they might have picked it up right now. Okay. But 
it's just a bunch of like weird actors doing weird stuff. His job at the college was like, what the fuck? He was the eminent professor of Hitler studies. And he was like secretly ashamed because he did not speak German. So some dude was teaching him German on the side. His wife was taking some kind of random pill that they couldn't figure out what was going on. There was a train wreck that turned in, went from like smoke to a plume to a cloud. And then they were made them all evacuate. And then slightly after that, they were like, nope, it's cool. Everybody can come back. And then they spent a bunch of their time basically um, going into the supermarket. Like it's got Don Cheadle. It's got all sorts of just random weird stuff. And none of it seems to make much sense. You yeah. did a great job of ensuring I don't want to watch it. Yeah, much like oh. Chad, this is one of those I'm going to have to find time to watch it on my own. Or maybe with the boy. He would enjoy it. Um, yeah, he might. It's, at, at some point, these uh, you and the boy viewings are going to order child abuse. Because some of these movies are just horrible. That poor kid doesn't know any better. Yeah, but sometimes it's also Glass Onion, and then we get to the end, and we're on the Netflix splash page because we're going through a visual presentation of what happened during the movie. And I was like, buddy, go point to the people on the TV while we, work, while we walk through this. And I'm walking Nicole through what's go, what went on, and as I move from person to person, he's like pointing to that person on the screen as okay. a visual aid. So, I, so maybe... He, he, he's like your... Living, breathing PowerPoint assistant? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, at this point, he's got real good taste in things because he wants to watch whatever I want to watch. Except for he is, not big, he, is not big on, he is not big on the spooky movies. Oh, I watched Big Bug. Uh, cannot get into that one either. That was... Fucking insane, and I loved every minute of it. I'm sorry, what, what, what was it? Big Bug? That's the one that's like a kind of 50s future. 50s 60s future. Lo 60s looking future-esque kind of Jetsons. French kind of, thing. yeah. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. Uh, I gave it about 10 minutes, and I'm like, okay, if you can't Wait, what at least interest me. I have no idea. Yeah. It's a French future movie, but it, it is very trapped stylized. Yes. It's very stylized. Yes, they get trapped in their house. It looks cool. The I mean the visuals, the set the set design and costumes and stuff, that's what pulled me into it. But rest wasn't enough to keep me. Yeah, I mean there were a few boring parts. It was yeah, it was very much the cast was just all over the top looking and everything that was in the movie was kind of absurdist. Like, I loved it. It seemed very much like something that was set in or like filmed in the 60s. Yeah. Just nicer looking. I truly appreciated the Max Headroom-esque quality of the, the, shit, I can't remember the name of them. The, the bots that were running everything. Right. 
I I love the movie. I thought it was pretty smart. I thought the the way that they had designed things was really cool. Um, yeah, there there were some slow parts, but on the whole, preparation I, age feels good, is my understanding. Yeah, I I, mean, I enjoyed the old ladies getting attacked by Roombas. <laughs> They stole that from bad ro- or love, sex, and robots. Mm. It wasn't that extreme, but okay. that was a great. I love that short. That was a cool one. I love the dog and the whole story about the dog in the robots movie, or in the- no, in, in oh. Big Bug. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't watch anything exciting. Um, oh, I was telling them on Monday I watched the Cabinet of Curiosities. How is that? Um, like they were I would say there were like two really good ones and like four mediocre ones and then two like bad ones. So, you know. Is it anthology or is it yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, each individual video? Okay. I've been on, like, I've watched the previews for it, I don't know, a dozen times. And I just don't know what to think of it. I got to the fourth one and it didn't hold my interest enough or it was disturbing enough that I didn't care anymore. But uh, I think the second one, the Graveyard Rats was cool. And the third one, The Autopsy, was... I I could watch a movie about that. Yeah. Like, there were some good performances and things. Like, they did two or three different Lovecraft stories that were made into shorts. I mean, they were all like an hour long, so it wasn't like they were short, short. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean... I liked some of them and other ones were I would like it to have a second season just because I feel like they could find a lot of people that I don't normally watch and yeah. make me look for their other work later on. Okay. Um but you know. I'm just, hey, I just want to I'm just hoping this gets gear uh it gets uh Guillermo del Toro uh the opportunity to bring to fruition his vision for in the mountains of madness. Okay. Uh, there's, there is some special effects test footage out there, uh, and this is God, fucking a decade ago, and the monster is magnificent. Uh, hmm. uh, even a decade later, the special effect holds up. Like it. Is that the one with Cthulhu? Uh, no, that is not the one with Cthulhu. It's part of the mythos, right. but. I'm not as familiar, sadly. The one with Cthulhu was the call of Cthulhu. It was he was just in the one, uh, but oh. then that established that that led to the whole mythos at of the large. other gods and whatnot. Yes, and so the and so other gods from that pantheon featured in things. Cool. 
I just want to point out, I got my wish for the first time. Netflix canceled a show right when they should have. 1989 or whatever, 1899 or what? 1899. Oh, was the ending appropriately cliffhangery for you? It's not cliffhangery. Like, you finish a story. There's no reason for a second season. Hmm. What if they do like what they had done with Narcos and just change to a different story? Same universe. That would have worked. I'll I'll give you that. That would have worked. But that story, those characters, that whole thing came to a nice conclusion that left you like, yes, there were questions that didn't get answered. I will, I will agree with that, but they didn't need to be answered to complete that story. And I am 100% on board with that. Um, well, as long as you're happy. So I was reading about this, and one of the main reasons that it got canceled is because of the people, like, because it was all in the top 10 list, whatever, a bunch of people, like, minutes watched all this shit. Mm-hmm. But only 32% of the people that started it finished it. Um, everybody just dropped off, and that was part of the reason. So the reason they started it was holiday weekend, new thing on Netflix. No, uh, never mind. Way before that. Oh, okay. Um, they probably stopped watching it because they realized it was not the period piece they thought they were signing up for. I mean, it's like third episode. They're just walking off the boat all weird. Like, it's not like it was... Uh, you know, oh, this well, but is exactly he, what I wanted. Even then, it could have been like a period horror piece. Yeah, I could see that. It was like it had elements of that, but by the time you get to the end and you you realize what is going on, um, that's that's not what you thought it was when you started, and as where. You know, Ben Shapiro would say that it was a lie and a deception and it was awful and whatever. Like, it was a really cool idea and they told the story and they 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 bring you to all the way through everything and you you get what's going on. There's no reason to have any more after that. At least dealing with those people and that's that storyline like there's like that that story is concluded um every time i hear that i think of a old simpsons episode where i think it was when george bush moved next door like bush senior moved next door to the simpsons okay and he was writing his memoirs that was the whole reason that he moved there to be quiet to write his memoirs and he was trying to finish them off by saying and having accomplished everything I wanted to in my first term, there was no reason for a second term. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. 
like, well, Chad was happy. We don't have to yeah, Definition of hero of his own story. I think we've, uh, I think we've covered all the bases. Have we? I think so. I, I think he's calling us out at second base. Robert Steele got caught in the quantum foam. I'm, yeah. Ah, I, I slipped in a foam and who left this here? Good enough for me. Oh, wait. One last thing about the quantum foam okay. as we're leaving. Sure. So, one of the other things that they talk about is that even if uh, the way that, even if out, we are the only beings in our universe to have reached this level of sentience and this level of, of whatever. Uh, the way the quantum foam works, and this isn't something that I had mentioned earlier, um, our universe could, you know, die out, our bubble could pop, whatever. Uh, it would be possible that in previous bubbles that would have popped and then reformed to create ours, a previous sentient civilization could have encoded information that would have made it through the... Are you saying creator? No, no. They could, they could have... Yeah, they could have left clues encoded in their existence in their universe that would have made it through uh, into our newly formed bubble. Because that's another thing. So about exists in this universe, but not necessarily in our DNA. Exists in this universe, doesn't exist in our DNA, and does not currently actually exist now. Like <clears throat> and no way for us to find it, because it could be anywhere in this yeah, it would literal universe. It would be something that we would have to find. Maybe we do, maybe we And don't. only if we knew what to look for. No, it'd, it'd probably be able to find it accidentally. It's working on the assumption that the previous civilization reached a point where they knew and understood. Because um, I always like the idea that, like, every, every like, civilization, mm -hmm. no matter where they were from and have never come in contact with other ones, have a flood story and have certain other stories yep. that are consistent. And like, if you go into, I mean, the Bible has the, you know, this person begot this person, whatever, but other places have like, you know, a succession of Kings in their civilization that were mythical, that were supposed to have lived X amount of time. And the time period seems to line up from civilization to civilization. Yep. Christianity excluded, but you know, by, I liked uh, what Ricky Gervais said about uh, <clears throat> the Bible versus science. If you destroyed all science books in the world and you know got rid of them, eventually we they would come back. We we would rewrite those, and they'd be exactly the same. But on the other hand, if you got rid of all religious texts, they would not come back the same. Because the, the tests know. and, the, and the, 
theories and the the um, way we go about creating uh, our observations and science whatnot is there's one way to do it. Whereas look at all the different gods and myths and stories. Yeah, but the problem is if you listen to enough of those myths and stories. Oh, they all have a resurrection and a virgin birth and yeah, yeah. Right. So. But those are things that our society has deemed makes good. Well, but there's been a lot of societies over the years that had different morals, different values and the same common threads in their religious stories. So I don't know. Like yeah. Atlantis may have existed. It may not have been anything fantastic, but let, let women write one and I guarantee there won't be a virgin birth. I don't know. Have you read Twilight? <laughs> True. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Like they're like one level of fan fiction away from writing the Bible with, you know, a female lead. A pretty much same story. God, that was great. Uh, yes, that's a good note to end on. Yeah, there you go. That's 600 in the can. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with 601. That's sparkly. And 65 more to go after that. Indeed. Then we're done. No, we're not. The counter starts over. I don't think that's no. how that works either. No, it's a, uh, no, that's not. You start counting right. backward. I don't. What?